tell me again what a black tooth grin is. Is it Jaeger and Crown? It's Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke. That's yeah, I think. If here, I'll look it up, but I believe that's because I always was like, <coughs> I thought that was the coolest sounding drink, and then I'm like, oh, it's just black tooth Jack grin. And, yeah, it's just fucking Jack and. Well, Coke. the irony is, is that Dime borrowed that from you know Mr. Megadeth. <laughs> that's that's what I officially call Dave Mustaine now. If, it, yeah. <laughs> if it's black tooth grand, if it's Gene, Sim- if, it, if it's Gene Simmons from Kiss, and yes, that is my legal name, then it must be Dave from Megadeth. It's, oh, sorry, it's Crown. It's a double shot of Crown tossed over ice with a splash of Coca Cola. Uh, okay, I got a question. So gross. <clears throat> Again, sorry, I know Billy missed it earlier. Hey man, I want you to know that wasn't that wasn't no COVID. It's a new strain of weed that you just heard there. It's called Rona. <laughs> it's not going to kill you, but you cough a lot. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Babes. <laughs> my name's My name's Rasta Pasta. I work out with Mealy sometimes in the field, man. You're right. You're right. Okay, that's enough of that. Shall we toast to... <laughs> Shall we toast to the potentially metal dumpster fire that has been 2020? I'm probably too shaky to lift it that far across without spilling it. So I'm just gonna <laughs> Shall we do a virtual toast? Virtual toast. Let's do a Qu- social distance toast. Quarantine toast. Cheers. Cheers. It's like penetration without penetration. Thank you, sir. Ooh. That's so sweet. That's so sour. All right. I'm going to have to back off the mic today because with the sinus situation, I'm going to be given some serious Darth Vader. I'll <sighs> just add to the mystique. I'm a mouth breather. <laughs> Knuckle dragon mouth breather. <laughs> I love this. Verizon loves to remind me every fucking day at noon. Your payment is due. Your money's coming, motherfucker. You've seen my credit rating. Oh, you know what Shut my favorite new thing is on Facebook? You cannot, and I don't go political on Facebook, but you cannot mention anything political without it adding the results of the election to the end of your post. Yeah, it's just like with the coronavirus it's insane, shit. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. If you wow. say anything about COVID, it does the exact same thing. It's like, you know, uh, see information here about COVID-19. Go fuck yourself. I want to view the real results. I, every post that I see somebody that I know posts about Trump or whatever, right at the bottom of it, it'll say uh, 2020 election, election results. results. And it's like... <laughs> the election wow. results you want to talk are about being some serious like, brainwashery, man. It's like... It's like if you give a mechanic a flashlight, he'll be all right. But if you leave that thing off, he'll know what the fuck he's looking at. Hey, I work with Ron down here at the Rib Shack. I work on all the grills and everything. Um, be, be sure to come on down here. I don't got a name yet because he just picked me up off the street. But but I do work with Ron. I'm Ron's assistant. Dirtbag Jim. Pleased to meet you. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, DBJ for short. That, that sounds more metal. Uh, <laughs> DBJ Dirtbag Jim. Dirtbag. <laughs> Wait a minute. You didn't even. But the record show that Billiam had not yet consumed his alcohol when both Russell and I already had. He's I, sipping. I just realized. Sippage. Sipping whiskey. I got some sippage. He's conservative that way. It's like, no. We're guitarists. I think that's why we're different, Russell. 
Hey y'all, I'm Selma May. I want y'all to know that both me and Matthew <laughs> play guitar. Schizophrenic <laughs> motherfucker. This might be a meltdown day, y'all. I don't know. It might be a breakthrough. Who knows? Anyway, praise him. It's almost like, isn't it obvious? Fucking <laughs> poltergeist. All these different characters. All right. Well, let's welcome back, <laughs> back to the this episode of Metal Nerdery. I just kind of slid into that. Did you see that? We have the Billiam. What's up? We have the Russell. Hey, hey. And we have myself, the Wheeler. And today, you know, recently, okay, this is fucked up. So the other day, it was the every fucking time it was, it was the eighth. It was or the eighth. Fuck. Every day, every year, I'm, I'm. It's like I'm cool until I'm reminded that oh yeah, this is when Dime was taken, and for that matter, viciously John murdered. Yeah, by a assassinated. Psychopath. Yeah, assassinated. Thank yeah. you for that. I mean, also John Lennon, too, on the same day, which is how fucking crazy is that? Uh, yeah. The burp was not to disrespect. That was just a natural yeah. reflex for the... Fucking six bullets in John Lennon. Yoko Ono standing right next to him. Not one fucking bullet. Wow. That was dark. I'm sorry. I stole that from Dennis Leary. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I guess somebody loves her stolen. work, man. Yeah. Somebody, Somebody's like her biggest fan. There's a Yoko Ono fan club. That's dark, too. I'm sorry. Is, yeah. But anyway, but... But the other day, and particularly this year, it was like I, I felt kind of down. <laughs> I felt a little down thinking about just for some reason I couldn't put my finger on. It. I was like, okay, something's fucked up about today. This is weird. And then I saw a post on Instagram, um, which, by the way, you can follow us on the Instagram Metal Nerdery Podcast. Go check us out. But somebody had a post about dime, and of course I started seeing the dime post come in, and I was like, God damn, I remember that. Because yeah. everybody remembers, like, I, I was, you know, at the time I was married and was getting ready for work, and my wife made a comment. I was like, what? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. You're getting fucking, all fired up for Christmas, and everything's all holly and jolly. It's a, it's a positive time of yeah, year. Right. It's supposed to be the most wonderful time yeah. of the year. Ding, ding, And then the boulder yeah, falls on you. Yeah, and then you fucking you. hear that, and it's yeah. like, Jesus Christ. But anyway, so that was a tragic day. And I remember <laughs> not laughing at the fact that Dime was murdered. That that would be totally – that would be in bad taste, really. What I'm laughing about <laughs> is that I think the night that Dime was murdered, me and the dudes I used to jam with. I used to jam with some dudes. <laughs> I'm scared guys, to hear this one. The Rockfest guys, Gary and Chris, hail to you guys. I love you guys. But the dudes I used to jam with, we went out somewhere before we played and we got like housed. I, we might have got a black tooth crown, actually. <laughs> but I, I know we got, I know there was Jaeger because it was the day that Dime was murdered. So anyway, so that kind of triggered and thinking about it like that whole day is like once I started seeing those and I was thinking about Dime, I was like, fucking hey, man, it's been 16 years. And the we're talking about fucking legend. Yeah, we're talking about, and he was up there on that, that pedestal with you know edward edward van halen yes randy rhodes and you know well, he uh, was an eddie disciple like, yeah from go i mean but he was kind of a and like in, in, in my opinion now there's a lot of fantastic guitar players and heavy metal and thrash music but to me dimebag kind of was the guitar hero of the thrash scene I oh mean, yeah he was he had every top guy you know? yeah he, was he had everything. he didn't need a rhythm guitar player you know well that, well that goes back to what we talked yeah. about before when we did the eddie tribute you know there's some bands that because i'm i'm for 
both. I love bands where there's like one strong, like, you know, supernova that can cover everything, like with Dime or Shit, I love Iron Maiden with three guitar players. And I, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But there's something about, and you can see it from a personality perspective, because there's something about, like, Maiden. They they work with the multiple it's two, amazing. three guitar thing, yeah. because it's just their style. Yeah. But it's like, who the fuck would play rhythm in Pantera? Right. When you've got Dime. It's like, right. the dude's like a... Yeah. He's like a Swiss Army knife of metal. It's like, why the fuck would you do, need anybody else? And the way that he would write the song to where the rhythm drops out and he goes into his lead, it was perfect the way that it happened. Well, you the know bass I mean? kind of takes yeah. over, kind of like old Sabbath in right. a way, where yeah. it's yeah. like it's taking that, right. just, yeah. Yeah. that it's bare genius. bones approach. And you know what's fucked up? It took me years. Hold on, burp coming. <clears throat> <clears throat> Okay, no, maybe Crazy. not. We'll give it a minute. It'll come back. Every time Matt announces one, I'm going to go ahead and burp. That way he gets all the blame. But, but when it's kind of like just that only the bass and just the guitar, it does give it that very Sabbath kind of thing, that feel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you feel that rawness because that, that goes back to like like you're hanging out with him at the jam space and it's like, fuck, I'm listening to Pantera jam. And the bass wasn't way in the background either. It was up in no, your face. No, it was in oh, your yeah. fucking yeah. face. I mean, it was it was up front. And it was it was up front on purpose, but there's some bands that are like that. Like Van Halen was like that. Like who the fuck would play rhythm guitar for Eddie Van Halen? <laughs> Sammy did. Well, that's different. <laughs> but be, that was a different time. But to yeah, be yeah. but to be fair, that was an asset because Sammy's Roth didn't pl- Roth didn't play guitar, guitar so that was kind of that that made sense. Yeah, he could. He just oh, I know he could, yeah. but he didn't. Yeah. But in terms of Sammy, when he joined Van Halen, that was an asset to Sammy have was a backup a guitar. Freaking player. great guitar player already, and I believe yeah. Phil plays guitar too. He's got like some of his other like project bands. He's got like yeah. eight million <laughs> project bands. Must be a Gemini thing. Maybe he's a Cancer. I don't know. I don't believe in astrology. <laughs> but uh, Jesus yeah. is a Libra, y'all. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't know yeah, where that came from. <laughs> Exactly. Actually, isn't he a Sagittarius or a Capricorn? I don't know astrology. I don't, anyway. think, any, I don't think anybody knows. If you enjoy Pig Destroyer, you can look me up on Face on Instagram. Yeah, make sure Facegram. to listen to Jennifer. Yeah, you can look me up Sickos. on Facegram at cocaine.net <laughs> or Mr. Wheeler's Mind, whichever. Part on. Also, cocaine.net. <laughs> Yeah, the day that. So, where were you the day you heard about when Dime was murdered? I was at work um, when I heard. Damn, you must get to work early. I'm in. Yeah, well, always I say have that been. because I heard it early when I was getting ready at like six a.m. You know when the. I've always worked jobs or worked for companies that typically do uh, residential construction of some form, uh, and like, yeah, I leave my house at. 520 every morning which means they basically get home and fall asleep at like 8 30 on the couch and then wake up at like 3 30 right take a shot have some coffee shower and go to work yeah (laughs) thank Um, you i just described that but when i heard yeah i mean it it just made me sick you know that feeling you get that just that instant loss you know yeah it never met the guy it's unprocessable i guess would be the word because you cannot imagine it's like we were talking about when eddie passed it was like Obviously, we're all mortal. We don't live right. for fucking ever. We're not the Highlander. Right. But you realize that you can't imagine a world without X person in it. Yeah. And, and that hurts. I remember, I mean, back showing, uh one of the episodes. Not to get away from dying, but I, I just had this thought when you Is mentioned it. Is it tangentially that. related? Yeah. Well, Eddie, that's okay. We, it, one of the first episodes or one of the first few episodes I did with you guys, um, 
we were talking about Ozzy's health, and then I mentioned, yeah, I heard Eddie's not doing so well, yeah. right? And yeah. then it was just a few weeks later, yeah. you know. But I mean, when Could you be vibes lose in the universe, people, man. yeah, and, and when Ozzy goes. I may just do myself in. I mean, that may be when nice. Ozzy goes, we're going to have to do a marathon because that's yeah. going to be. Well, I think I mean, everybody will. Just uh, let's don't go negative. Yeah, but you, let's be prepared because yeah. it's got me. He's I know it's coming. Yeah. All of those guys that we know and love yeah. right. are old. We're at that go. age. <laughs> right. We're yeah. at that age where our right. heroes start to pass, and that's and the hard part. Like when yeah, Dio there's, passed, there's going to be a lot of them. In real yeah. shit, when Dio passed, that Dio was, hard. was still young. Relatively young, but yeah, I mean, he when he camp, passed, yeah. it was, I mean, it was like, it was a blow. It was like, yeah. holy shit. But when I heard about Dive, it was like for a few days, it was He like, was a young dude. What, how old was he? 43? No, he was like in his late 30s, I think. If I could do math. 66 to 04, 38. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's that's fucking young, man. I mean, we're a decade or so beyond that, so. I speak for the oldest here in the crowd. Well, you know, we just met Spirit Father <laughs> Floyd Essa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was weird. Mescaline much? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I say uh, let's pay homage. Let's yes, let's give man. the dime some homage. Everybody, and and there was some beautiful, beautiful stuff that was posted on the anniversary of his of his. I'll say his passing because that's a little more palatable than murder. But he was yeah. taken; he was stolen from us. But you know, we live forever, so we'll see him again. I can't wait till we get to the big jam room in the Holy next dimension. Moly. It's going to be imagine? fucking dope. Um, so what we've done is well, what I've done, and then the, the gents are welcome to chime in with their tangential relatedness. I've kind of gone through and picked a couple of uh, memorable moments in metal with Dimebag Daryl. And these would be things that, I mean, if we're going to be really honest, this is a disclaimer. So if, if, if you don't wear big boy and big girl pants, you need to turn this shit off now. <laughs> Tur- okay, turn it off now. Hey, guys, it's Laryngitis. Hey, make sure you listen to Metal Nerdery and buy this shit at metalnerdery.com slash merch. You know, and also send me some fucking gum. I need some more gum. It's like I ran out of gum. I think I lost it in my drum case and it melted. So anyway, send me some. Shut the fuck up, Lars. Jesus, we're trying to work here. Anyway. This is Metal Nerdery's memorable, memorable moments in metal with Dimebag Daryl. What? This is not a fixed list. <laughs> that was a lot of shit. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> this is not a fixed list. In fact, the Jets are, are welcome to add to, and I assume they will. These are some that I've found and some that are absolutely. And, yeah, the first one on the list I found was the Domination. Specifically, the Domination Studio version is killer. Jace. Everybody say yes. Oh, yeah. Testify. The Domination Live in Moscow 91 version. Oh, it's insane. Especially that fucking part. You know what that part is. The whole thing's cool. Watch everything they did in Moscow because it's fucking, it's perfect. It's literally like, you know, I love watching the soldiers getting into it. That was just so cool. They fucking got into it. They're like, you know what? Fuck all this bullshit. (laughs) This is awesome. But when it gets to that part in Domination at the Moscow show, Holy oh, yeah. shit, man. It's just, it's hairs. like the whole, it does. Yeah, the hair oh, yeah. stand up on your arm and yeah. all and, the feels. And yeah. that's one of those, and it, the, the Cowboys from Hell version, the studio version, that, that's one of those, that's a headphone experience. You've got to put your fucking headphones on for that. Yeah. 
because that is ridiculous. But the live in Moscow, domination of Moscow. This is called domination. This was with Metallica and ACDC, right? Yeah, Monsters Rock Moscow. I think it was Metallica and ACDC. That sounds right. God, what a show! (laughs) I can't imagine. Those kids probably all came at the same time. In their pants, by the way. I mean, they came to the show also, but I'm sure they also came to the show. There's like a million people there. Yeah, that's like a fucking ocean of people. Yeah. And they were in their fucking 20s, man. Yeah. And that crowd really don't know who the hell I mean, really, they don't know who the hell they They just know it is dope as shit. It's like the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in the goddamn world. They didn't get this shit in my side. Oh, this was the beginning. Yeah. Kind of breaking through. Yeah. Listen to that guitar. I know, right? <laughs> Can you imagine how loud it was? To, to, to amplify to a million fucking people. Imagine how loud that's going to be. And when it gets to that part... Oh, shit, this is fine. Let's just play through. It's like, it's a pleasure for us just to watch this. Oh, here's what you guys can do. You can watch, you can listen to this on your phone and sync it up your YouTube. And then another dimension will open up and you'll feel like your mushrooms is free of charge. That's what happens. Or code, whatever you're into, I don't know. How intense that would have felt on stage in front of a million fucking people. The energy exchange is ridiculous. Shall we get the part? We could sit here all day. We could do a 24-hour comparison of drugs and just listen to the whole catalog. Oh, here we go. Yes, yes, yes. That is so hard. Not even. We always gotta take the favorite kid ready to. Ah. Like Eddie, where that shit just yeah. happens. Right yeah. here. They probably didn't even know what Masha was. You think? Even that little solo right there is fucking magic. Well, he makes modes. I can't even imagine. He would do blue scale. Sorry, I don't mean to get the target, but he did some super cool shit. (laughs) 
That's the theory of retard. No, he was not predictable, is my point. It was like, there was That's what was so beautiful about Don, even as a person. Was, it was like, you never knew. Oh, that was genius. Freaking beautiful. You know, one of my favorite Dime things. Did you guys ever see that first videotape VHS? The whole video? Yeah. (laughs) Where he puts on the little. little, All of those are awesome. The little belt strap amplifier, and he goes out on the street, and he's just walking up to people. Like like the pig nose. (laughs) Like basically humping their leg. Those are killer. You can go find the DVD. There's a, uh, I think it's the, um, fuck, which one is it? There's one that's a DVD. It's got all three of the home videos on it. You can find it on YouTube. Three vulgar videos from hell. Go fucking purchase. Purchase that right now. Go find it on eBay. Yeah. Go to Amazon. Go That's to our links one. page. And then one where they're fucking with Ingve. It's the donut thing. That's yeah, the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's for that. There's a video of that somewhere. I think it's on the first one. It's on the first one. It is on the first one. I mean, they were just they were fun beer swilling. Well, no, we we figured this out from Texas. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when, we did, when we did our dive on you know on, on uh, Cowboys from Hell back early on when we first started. We determined that Pantera was like the thrash, like thrash Halen, basically. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a reasonable. We said Pantera, but I think thrash Halen also works. Yeah. But it's got, it's the same Pan energy. Of, it's a party. It, it was Pan Halen. Pan Halen was in it. <laughs> it's got that same party feel as Van Halen, but it's like, it's fucking thrash. And thrash is always fun as fuck anyway, but it's like, it's like the Reese's peanut butter cups of metal. It's like bringing the partiness of Van Halen and the heaviness and ballsiness of thrash. Some and making it one delicious anger in there and some tasty delicious and, treat. Yeah, well, it's got to be angsty, obviously. Cool part of Pantera's history, though, is going back to, you know, the guitar um, contests they would have. Uh, Dimebag was going to these um, head-cutting duels. Basically, they would yeah. have all the local bands, and they would get the guitar players up there and have these uh guitar contest every year and he would embarrass he them like every year every from time. age 15 to like until they got signed he would be there every year and just people just like i heard uh one of the guys from mike scatia from uh rigor mortis said that like people just quit going because they're like it's the dime contest <laughs> <laughs> dime vision you guys going to the dime contest or, right. or back then it was diamond right but yeah diamond daryl yeah, going but back you know to the spandex. He, he could still be Diamond Daryl. He'd still be badass. Because yeah. he was Diamond Daryl during the CF you know, Cowboys. Uh, you know what? Their almost. power metal stuff. His guitar work was fantastic. You know? we, we need like a sample of that. I got, that is a, yeah. I got it right here. Which one do you want? Oh, Projects in the Jungle. No, no. I got to hear the like chorus of like power metal. There we go. Number two. It's not really related, but it is tension. That's like Dimebag. <laughs> it is Dimebag. Listen to that. Right before Cowboys from Hell. And it's very painkiller. Very painkiller. Yeah. Well, this is two years before painkiller. I know, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) I think they may have had a little bit of influence. Listen to Phil's voice. Those ribs. That's speed metal. Oh, yeah. That's be right, really. Yeah. Those riffs are kind of. You can see where they were going. Wow. 
Sounds yeah. like Priest. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking badass, though. Fucking this song could have been on Painkiller. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that was what was so kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Rob Halfin might be listening. Yeah. Maybe might listen oh, to let's it. Let's go check out. Metal magic. The metal magic. The old school. This shit. is before Phil, right? This is 83. Terry. Uh, Back in 83. What was his name? Oh, Terry know. Glaze. Glaze, yeah. Let's check it out. Metal magic. Some early dime guitar work. Yeah. Back in 83. He was, what, 17 or 18 yeah, when they he made was this? A child, pretty much. 18, I think. Holy shit. And I'm 47, and I still will never be as good as he was on this album. <laughs> he could pick one string, and that would be better than anything anybody we've ever known has ever done on guitar. This Period. is uh, Cars. Now, this is back when they spent half the budget on the intro. Oh, what's the one from a... <laughs> Look at the cover. moving <laughs> Looks like Rupert. We're <laughs> fucking family guys. <laughs> Sexy panther. <laughs> it is so fucking stupid. I think we're so fucking. I think he's so fucking like, what the hell is going on? Uh. There was just something about vocal echo in 1983. It just had to be there. This this sounds like, and I might be possibly foreshadowing, not backshadowing, but it's possible. This sounds like something you would hear, like on the Metal Massacre compilation. I think so. And it made me wonder if maybe they might have. Because I don't think they did much until like Cowboys, but I've almost wondered if maybe they might have sent something in the Metal Blade. I'm sure they did. I'm kind of surprised they were never on one. You know, I saw Nihilist was on one of them. Was that one of the Metal Masters? Was it our Nihilist? Yeah, our Nihilist. Infected. It was a song Infected. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. But it was like Metal Master six or seven. Yeah. We'll get to it eventually. Yeah, that I'm. I, Get to the solo here. Yeah, and, and were they? I mean, maybe they were actually on a metal masquerade because they made like they might have been twelve because, of them. I but, think. I mean, that has the sound of what well, we just recently did the Metal Massacre two episode. Y'all can go back. They should have a couple been of clicks. Were, and if y'all good. listen to that shit, it sounds a lot like this old school Pantera stuff. What's with the weird synthesizer noise? It's the eighties. We have effects. Let's use all of them. Yeah. It'll be great. Here we go. That's very bad. Yeah. You can see where he was going. Oh, though. Yeah. Hey. Again, he was like 18 there, and he is still better than but you, just but, about But that, that's what's kind of brilliant to me, is when you can actually listen to, like when you know, and it doesn't matter what kind of artist it is, it could be a stand-up comedian, it could be an actor, it could be a musician, 
when you know where their essence is and you can see kind of where they're going, like just in that we listened to it, that sounded like that could have been on the Metal Massacre 2 thing that we did, you know, last time. But you can almost kind of see like the evolution of the artist. Like, okay, I can see where they're going to, because you could tell that he had like chops and he was kind of doing the riff stuff. But most of that was more like kind of that poppy metal. It didn't really have the same kind of legs, I guess, as like Pantera that we now know and love. Right. But you could definitely see where he was starting. Like you could kind of, ah. You know something I've seen, and and this is related somewhat, but especially with with Pantera. And actually, if you look at all thrash bands compared to rock bands, let's say you so many people think, certain rock bands first album were their best right you know led zeppelin a lot of people love led zeppelin one a lot of people love van halen's first album over anything else they did but that's subjective right it is it's very subjective but with thrash it seems like it's the third or the fourth yeah almost every time you know yeah. it's rain and blood uh Master, Master puppets, but yeah. with most it with most artists me. though, yeah. you're you're evolving along to where you find your voice. Like right. you, you still have the potential. Like even when Metallica started, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting on it. <laughs> no, but, but even. <laughs> Can't help yourself. You just can't help yourself, can you? I didn't didn't even mean to go down that way. I was talking about something totally different. Oh, Jesus. Thank you for that. Don't talk about the Black Album. All right. (laughs) See? Superman reference. Hashtag Seinfeld. Thank you. No, but but you can most artists when they start, it's like okay, this is where they are now. You evolve over time, you change over time, and you right. grow over time. There's some artists that just they do what they do, and it's the same. It's the same even like with comedy. There's some comedians that change over time. There's actors that do different roles over time. Same with bands; they do different shit over time and they grow. They outgrew. I think they went as far as they could have done in the whole glam thing, and they found that they had that groove and that swing, and that's what made them them. I I think they were more glam in appearance, though, because their music. Initially, with Cowboys, they were, but after that, it was kind of like, fuck it, we're just who we are. Well, no, I mean, Whoa. even back with the power metal stuff, yeah. their music wasn't glam. It, it was it was speed metal. Yeah. Well, it was in that transitional phase yeah. where everything was kind of evolving yeah. into the next wave of right. This is harder than rock, but we don't know what it is, so right. it's yeah. over here. Yeah, they look glam, and they probably had a couple of glam songs. But yeah. yeah, what we just heard wasn't glam. No, no that, was that was metal. But, but I mean, that was well, kind of that, that whole eighties time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Prozacly. There was. I mean, Dime Bag Daryl, Diamond Daryl was such a uh, strong force a in blessing. guitar. Yeah, he was I a mean, blessing. That dime bag was a blessing. Yeah. Don't deny the power of dime bag. Can we get back to the list, Billy? I love the term yeah. groove metal, you know. That, it suits them, man. I yeah. mean, they all they did really is they I think in a way Pantera kind of did they took thrash and they took kind of that swing of like Sabbath, like and when I say swing, I'm obviously and I was listening to this on the way over here. I listened to their version of Electric Funeral, which is 
It's fucking sick. Yeah. It's sick as fuck anyway. But, but it was like they added kind of the blend of like the, the swing of Sabbath to like 80s thrash. And that's kind of what got us to and the fun, I guess, of like Van Halen, because that's where the, the fun of Pantera is. It's like all those things together. So those elements, I think. Some of those I put on here are just like there's a list out on our webpage if you go to middlenerdery.com. And this will be with the uh, with the episode, but some of these are just some memorable moments in metal with Dimebag that I thought of. Oh yeah, we can discuss. Of course, the Cemetery Gates solo. The first time I heard Cemetery Gates, I thought that was, I thought it was amazing. I mean, I knew it was a hit. I was like, whoever their A and R guy is, he better be whoring the shit out of this song on radio, right? Because it's a fucking hit. It's a huge fucking hit. It's still a hit. But something about that solo was just like it was another dimension of dime beyond just his normal shreddery. It was like it was there was heart there. Oh yeah, and again <clears throat> the dive bombs and the this the harmonics. Yeah, yeah. Oh, going with the vocals go, at the end that was just ridiculous. Yeah. It was like that blew me away. Higher, you know, when, when you higher. heard that for the first time, did you not? Were you not like what? What the? Fuck? fuck dude that was like the mariah carey of guitar right it was like how the fuck is he doing that and he made and the the big deal with them is that when you went and saw it live it was just like the album or better you're right it was and, it really was and it was effortless when yeah. you watched him it was just like it was fun to watch him <laughs> yeah. work because it was like he was just up there like hey man if you're enjoying this i'm enjoying this it's cool yeah and he would just fucking go to work yeah but that solo in Cemetery Gates is just it's No, I agree. It was fantastic. Um and without sounding too misogynist, uh <laughs> that's you ask Way my wife what her favorite one. Pantera song is, Cemetery Gates. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ask a lot of my wife's friends yeah. <laughs> what their favorite Pantera it, song is. It's like the black album of Pantera songs. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Thank you. My name is Matt Wheeler. I'll be here all week. Try the veal. It means gift from God. If you have cocaine, please share it with a gift from God. Thank you. That's my closer. That means it's so, a joke. So you wanted to hear that? Absolutely. Uh, please. And we can even, even if there's like a few seconds before the solo, that's still fine. But yeah, Cemetery Gates is one of those. If if that song doesn't have you just like jaw on the floorish after it's done, then you don't have a soul. Feel it. I mean, like the feel of it. Like, 
once you get it up, you may as well let it get to the end when it starts in the mornings. Does it almost leave? Give me the finger. The index finger, not the middle finger. Believe it. Can you do this? That everybody I knew that was a guitar player that absolutely blew their motherfucking mind. They were like, "How the fuck?" Bats were falling out of the sky when that shit got so high and like fried their radar. Well, and and he was doing that shit naturally. He wasn't doing. He did whammy pedal stuff later. Yeah, but no, he did that shit for real because he had a floating trim, and it was like, God. Yeah, he would he would turn the whammy bar around backwards and. <laughs> start oh, wow. really high up and then let it off. It was pretty sick. I got a frost and I don't want to frost, but this would be a great frosting song if I'm being honest. Any particular second in the art of shredding, and I think that's <laughs> I think that's a hashtag. I know it's a long, kind of bulky hashtag, but that's bulky. one of those that yeah, it's bulky. Bulky <laughs> size matters. But what that is is basically that rule applies to pretty much the entire Pantera catalog. So basically, there's a lot of songs in the Pantera catalog where any second in any given song or given album is gold all the way around to right. the bank forever until the end. I have one amendment I'm going to add in a Ooh, little while. You yeah. should add that. Yeah. Oh, Are yeah. you in a little while? In a little while, yeah. So at least if you can start the artist shredding, I'll go frost and see if I can be back before it gets to that killer part. Oh, and I have to get the cocktail, I guess, for Russell. Well, it's, a, it's a frost roll. Is that a... That's I feel like day. you're making shit up as we go, man. <laughs> Is that the rule? That's the frost rule. Bulky, but I consider it carry on. <laughs> we'll see what happened was when you ran out of gum, it was kind of like you had to go get some stuff. All right, turn it off now.
That's definitely on the CEO list. Volume 3. That's the sign of a killer guitarist when the riffs are just as kick-ass as their solos. Yeah. That riff alone, I can listen to that for hours on loop. And then... I always kind of felt like the art of shredding was sort of like, hey man, let's pull everything out and just dump it all out and we're going to do it all at once. In terms of like riffs, leads, licks, grooves, all that shit. It was like everything about that song was just like balls. I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> when it came out, it was so. <laughs> Where the hell? <laughs> I kind of feel this shit. It's a great way to end the album. That's trash. I mean, that's that's right. Period. Oh yeah. Now on the on the little listicle thing that we uh oh Bill's gotta go get the the hellhounds. Release the hounds. Keep them from fucking about. <laughs> this is Metal Bane keeping my hellhounds in check. <laughs> By Demons Be Driven, the whole thing is cool, but something about the end when they did that thing with like just the guitars and the drums, if you listen real carefully, you can hear like there's an alternate between like reverb and then like a very tight stop. It's just the tightness of it. It's like those brothers, well, it's like Alex and Eddie. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's just a, a level of you chemistry play with the where same you're, just, guy you're that fucking tight over and over and over all the time. Yeah, you build a well as a musician, you you grow to appreciate that because it's oh, like yeah. when you're in the pocket with them and you know right where they're gonna be. Yeah. It's it's kind of a okay, they're cool. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I yeah. feel like. Especially with a drummer, because if a drummer can't count to fucking four, then you got a problem. It's like you need to get rid of that fucking drummer and get a new one that knows how to count. <laughs> and it likely only takes a couple of years, because I, I feel like when, when all of us were playing, yeah, like towards the end of there, we're just, it, uh, you know, natural. everybody just kind of knew yeah. what was going on at all times, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, you have that chemistry creatively, too, and you can feel it. Yeah. Rise goes to the... Uh, oh, we're on my demons right now. Yeah. So it's the same riff at the end. That riff is badass. What was his gear? Randall. I thought so. Randall and Dean Guitars. Randall and Dean. I knew the Dean. He was a solid state guy. He wasn't a tube guy. He was solid state. Yep. That's why we were always blown away. Like, how the fuck does he get those sounds out of a solid state amp? Because it's like a. Mark to explain it. Oh! 
so good. Quite. That's not Rona, by the way, just so y'all know. You're not going to catch it listening to this shit now. By the way, we put a special antibiotic blend in our rib sauce. <laughs> this is Ron down here at the Rib Lounge. Uh, we got a special YouTube video coming up with Big Daddy's Barbecue Pit. Y'all need to go check them out. They're pretty cool. But uh, anyway, no, this is a, it's like a weed rub. I don't know what it is, but it's a, it's a great relaxer. Man. <laughs> when I first heard Rise, that blew my fucking mind how fast it was. Like That yeah. was the end of side one, I think, of Vulgar. Yeah. But the fucking fastness, and that was that was the beauty of Pantera's. But the, it was it was unrelenting. Oh, you thought I that mean, was heavy? Check this part out. Well, but I mean, it was like the the fast factor. It was like because Vulgar, the way it built, like those first five tracks were killer, and then it gets to rise, and it's just like holy fucking. Because I mean, fucking hostile was badass too. But listen to that. Hammer yeah. down. the vulgar uh billion will you play the ending part of hollow yeah when it kicks in ooh. yeah that's not that's not a negative ooh that's that, crunchy ball riffs yeah that's hashtag crunchy ball yeah. riffs that that would be an alex trebek approved <laughs> ooh. yes yeah, right here. i love this part yeah i just want to break shit <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that was. I always thought that was such a sweet touch. It's just yeah. like, how the 
because that was unscripted. You know that in the studio, he, he probably that was probably just like a a thing, you know, just like ah, yeah. fuck. My buddies that are in the uh, Pantera, I'm gonna plug them. The fucking Pantera cover band is the name. He loves Capri Suns. I do love Capri Suns. <laughs> that shit on Facebook. Um, <laughs> Dorothy told me that you had said something. I guess MG had said something about. You he said something, something about me loving then, Capri Suns. The right. And, and then MG said, well, I heard D. <laughs> <laughs> that shit cracked me up. Man. <laughs> Uh, that was awesome. Um, Hashtag I love the helmet. I love Capri Suns. It's all caught up in my teeth. I, I love the helmet. If I hum it enough. The ones that just melt in your mouth. Yeah. You know? Lost my train. Where was I? You know what's funny? The next song on the list here, which doesn't necessarily mean we have to go to that Hold song. Hold on. Uh, Billy's got one. Bill's wrong one. I, I always like this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a killer riff. like the next one too sleep yes yeah, sleep that, had that, that riff was the in, well even the intro part the acoustic part because that was always like the, the telltale and thrash yeah. but to go from that that acoustic part to that heavy just brutal fucking part that verse part in sleep yeah that's a hell of a transition and a beautiful one at that actually did you just say beat it to the dog I did not beat the dog but beat it get out of here kid you bother me get out of here Shane just beat it this right here sleep yes how many crunchy ball riffs does your cereal have I just always like that one. <clears throat> it was so weirdly like the opposite of like the because like with the thrash yeah. days, it was like there was the acoustic intro, and then it's like, okay, it's gonna be fast as shit. And then they were like, all right, here's the acoustic intro. You don't know where it's going, and then it goes into that, and it's like, fuck, with the hard K. Okay, the next one. Are you going back to the list? I can go back to the list. Oh. Okay. What I was gonna say is to preface the next one. I don't remember which establishment, which corporate establishment used the song in a commercial. But when I saw this song in a commercial, part of me thought, okay, this is a sign that I'm getting older. And then part of me thought, no, please don't let it be. And then part of me realized that, hey, you know what? If the world's changing to where metal is actually being involved in mainstream shit and commercials and news and grocery store soundtracks then maybe that's the kind of world that we do need to live in, and maybe that's actually the kind of world that 
is best for everyone. This was on a commercial? I swear it was on a commercial. I cannot remember which product or company it was for. Girl, you tripping. No, girl. Mm-mm. Pantera's classic song, I'm Broken, is featured in a new commercial for the Steakhouse Thick Burger from Carl's Jr. Oh, really? <laughs> I did not know that. See, Matt's not crazy as shit after all, y'all. He's, he seems that way, but he's not. And back to the show. Something so simple, the bow, 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 it sounds just, so fucking that, good, you know. That just kind of just—I don't know. It's like it's—it's—it's it's, it's weirdly aggressive and ballsy, but kind of—I guess it's got that sexy swing to it too, where it's just kind of he just walks, strides right into it, like ah, no big deal, I can do whatever. It's fucking dying. Goddamn straight. I don't know if he snapped his fingers like that. But. He probably did. What did you think? Like the first time I heard twenty-five years. I wasn't sure what to think, and then when it got to that middle part where it changed, because it took a very different sound after kind of the the intro, because the intro was very slow, very heavy, very angry. And, of course, the anger was still there, but then when it got to that middle part, it was like it picked up and kind of... Yeah, I remember we talked about that on the dive. Oh, we did? Yeah, that's a good one. Anyway, y'all should listen to that. The next one, I think, needs almost no introduction. But we like, could give it one. And Bill's like, well, <laughs> well maybe I'm already it up the other thing because I'm trying to do the right thing. Matt, what changes your fucking mind? This is his reaction. You don't ease into that song. You go straight for the... <laughs> That's him saying, we felt the last album just wasn't heavy enough, so fuck you. <laughs> Have this. Bill, I think you need to repeat yourself. And that's for everybody to hear. If you need to listen to it, put it on a loop and replay that over and over in your mind. 
The first time I heard that, I remember I was floored because we've talked about this before, how there was always the contest. It's like, all right, what's the next Pantera opener going to be? Yeah. And every fucking time, it was just more and more. It was like, how much more insanely brutal can we get on an opener? And I think to me, that was probably, I mean, Hellbound's hard to also beat a killer opener. But to yeah. me, that is the, that's the pinnacle of, yeah. okay, guys, we can't do any fucking heavier and harder an intro. This is it. I hope you enjoy it. Right. Okay. Thank you. And yes, please. And also thank you. And good night. I always like this riff. Heaviness. No solos um, speak out to you. I mean, they're all fucking killer, right? Well, here's yeah. well, here's what's interesting about Dime's solos, and because he mentioned this in an interview one time, and I thought about it listening to his solos, like we heard earlier on. Cemetery Gates is the one that just because of the nature of it, the there's, melody. There's so many of his solos. I think there might have been some listed a little further down. Floods, definitely. Floods is a killer one. Mm-hmm. But his solos were, like he had said one time in an interview, that Ace Frehley's solo, Ace Frehley from Kiss, Bill's favorite band, <laughs> that Ace Frehley's solos were almost like a song unto itself. Like they kind of started somewhere, they had kind of a, a a path, and then they kind of resolved. Like there was a start, a middle, and an ending. Mm-hmm. And Dime's solos kind of had that same sensibility, where there was kind of a, it started from somewhere, it kind of had sort of a, a peak that kind of wrapped everything together and then it kind of wrapped up and went back into the thing. So it was kind of the same. I'm trying to think. Of, I mean, Floods is probably one of the ones that's like the, one of the biggest ones that sticks out of my brain. I like this love. I thought the solo. This, this love, love is a is good awesome. one. Yeah. yeah. That's I really one. like that one a lot. That's an uh, iconic one. Even, uh, even Cowboys from Hell is it's it's one great. of those ones you just yeah. Know, you know. Yeah. There's, there's some solos. That are, I mean, that, I mean, the default metal nerdery logic would be, Everything Dime did was awesome. He gets a green star on everything, and we yeah. fucking love every note that he's ever played, which would not be a lie. Right. Yeah. But that would be also like a, a 38 and a half hour show. Right. Which we can't, I mean, we can do that, but you guys need to send us some drugs um, through the mail. Maybe not through the mail, because I think that's actually a crime. <laughs> email us, FedEx so. driver yeah, email us the drugs. Yeah, just make it an attachment. Yeah, pretty soon we're getting to that level with technology. I think we can handle it. But, you know, other than having a 38-and-a-half-hour show, you know, we just had to pick the moments. But but his solos just kind of had that sort of – like, even fucking Hostile, the solo for that, to me, that – I think now we have to hear it. Because, to yeah. me, that is the most fuck-you solo. And, and some of the damage plan stuff kind of veered off on a different path. It was a little bit different than the Pantera. It was still Pantera-ish, because it was half the Pantera. Really? 
In fact, you might argue that 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 solo is so fuck you that they should somehow... One of you out there in wizardry land who knows how to do, like, cool editing shit should figure out how to edit the solo from fucking Hostile into Fuck You by Overkill. There's a way to do it. I'm sure it requires pitch shifting and putting stuff in certain keys to make it work, but... That, that's the ultimate, because that's the ultimate fuck you solo. I think that sums it up. All right. All right, man. What else do you got to say? I thought the thing with 13 Steps to Nowhere, the drums in particular, the vibe of that song has a very, doesn't it seem kind of weird to you? Yeah, this, the whole I mean, album. The whole album's vibes. cool. And, I mean, and I can't. We'll I can't have to do to a dive. Album. We're doing a dive on that one soon, so. Uh, pardon me. Maybe we shouldn't do too much that's about. top 10 album for me, for yeah. sure. But in that case, then we have to talk about it. But something about 13 Steps to Nowhere, about something about that drum and that riff and the groove and the way that works together, it's almost kind of got a eerie feel to it. Yeah. Do you get that? Yes. It's unusual. 13 Steps to Nowhere. Predator? Predator? Dimes in the studio like this. Just wasting Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Oh, yeah. Very tight. That's single notes, too. That's not even, like, powerful. Just single fucking notes. Hail and rest in peace to Dimebag Daryl. Fantastic. That was badass. I know. (laughs) That one never gets old either. I hadn't heard that in years. I mean, Uh, since I bought the album. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, that's on the regular for me. I know. That's like one of your favorite. I I love it. I just Trick Kill the Album or just that song? Huh? I hadn't heard that song. Oh, that song. Okay. That's not one of the ones I... Yeah, that one. I, that one was kind of a grower for me because when Gosh. it first came out, I was sort of like, because I like the song craft when they do like the melodic shit too. But it's like you know when they do the heavy shit and they blend them together, it's just like that's the shit. Yeah. It but it was like over time, it was like I started to really appreciate how fucking heavy Trent Kill was, and just like in context of everything else, because other songs had other things that were what made Pantera Pantera, the riffs, the fucking, you know, the heaviness. So it wasn't all about the, but Trinkill was definitely abrasive. It was like well, he just, 50 grit sandpaper. Like I first got it. Really? I really didn't. Oh, man. It took time I for me to grow it. into it. it. It wasn't immediate for I me. I loved it. And, and to me, I was always turned off a little bit by the, by the first song, just because immediate, ah! yeah. you know, it's just, it's, it's just so, loud and in your face and just noise but that's the point but yeah. then as i listen to you know you know the more i listen to it then the more i appreciate it and all the other songs are just it's that classic groove it's yeah. just heaviest well i like fuck it, so in it that sets the tone than i did then but i had this thing that you know what i loved about pantera when cowboys came out was the melody and the fact you know the fact that they were heavy as hell, but Phil could still sing those yeah. high notes and the guitar—that's that, kind of the unicorn of metal. It's right. that's like yeah. the perfect coming. And then Vulgar, I liked it. I loved Vulgar. Yeah. And, but then Far Beyond level. got a little heavier, and I was like, ah, I don't know. They're kind of losing me. I liked it. You know? Oh man! So you still so wanted you a little better, more better. melody more in that? Too. I wanted more of that. Right. Early, yeah, I get that though. And then when Trend Kill came out, I was like, ah, okay, they just said fuck you, you know. But now I like it. You know what I mean? Like years later, but. But at that time, at that age, it was like they were getting too far away from what I really liked them for in the beginning. And, uh, to me, they got yeah. better and better. I yeah. mean, yeah. I, I, I kind of felt. I, I respect that. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. As wishy washy as it sounds, I feel kind of go. in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, I'm with you fellas. <laughs> but, I'm with both of y'all. <laughs> hey, what he said. But there's something about, because like what Russ said, when Trump came out, it was so fucking brutal. It was like. It took me a minute. It was kind of. It was sort of like when Diabolus or God Hates Us All came yeah. out. It was so in your face. Yeah. It was that same level of abrasive. Like this is almost hard to listen to. Yeah. But the more you listen to it, like I listened to the beginning of Suicide Note Part One on the way over here, which is mostly just kind of blues and kind of creepy it's acoustic. Badass, man. But it's dark as shit and it's badass as fuck. But it's just something about the vibe of it. It's just. It sucks you in. I mean the. Uh, to me, I mean, like I just said, uh, the rest of the songs, except for the first one, I always loved them. Yeah. But the first song kind of, it just took me a minute because, it's, you know, going back to what you said, Russ, yeah. when you when you first heard it, it was like, ah! 
Yeah, that's like going in dry, no lube. It's like, oh, shit, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, back off. It's it's just noise, but then, you know. But it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the record, because the whole rest of that album, which we'll be doing a dive on very soon, by the way, is just fucking abrasive and, and it was almost like they, they went it's still the same though if you if you really think about it it's still the same as the other ones it still has the the choppy dime style guitar it's still got the Pantera essence but it's kind of got that also it's just heavier how fucking heavy can we because yeah. they they kept raising the bar and it was like fuck nobody is as heavy as Pantera is because yeah. Pantera was heavy and they were keeping it where it was like it's like Cowboys was on 10 Vulgar, what they went to 11 somehow. <laughs> I don't know how they did it, but they went to 11. And then far they beyond, they went to 12. It's like, <laughs> well, fuck, it only goes to 10. But then this then one came out. to 13. Exactly. Steps yeah. to nowhere. And it's clipping. Right. <laughs> it's in the red. It's in the red. Yeah. I don't like the race car in the red. <laughs> one, of the, one of the creepiest things about Living Through Me, Hell's Wrath, was that middle part. And if you listen to if you read those lyrics... There's some dark shit going on in there, but that middle part of Living Through Me, where it's like the, it's definitely headphone centric because there's like it's basically Phil being in his head talking to himself. This and somebody, was heroin, Phil. Yeah, it was heroin, Phil. Yeah, some genius on the interwebs, whoever you are, you are a blessing, has transcribed what the actual, what was said. And I remember I read it years ago, and I went back to look it up, and I'm sure it was removed, but. When it goes out of that and comes back in, I mean, if you've ever had any kind of, you know, we'll call it jail time with the opioids, those are robotic narcotics. Let's <laughs> see what I did there. <laughs> but if you ever had any time in that camp, that kind of is sort of the mental state. And then when it comes out of that, going back in, the whole song is fucking badass. I mean, it goes back to the everything Pantera ever recorded, everything Dime ever played on is killer. But something about that middle part of living through me, hell's wrath, and then when it goes into coming out of it, it's just like motherfucker. But then that's basically the the theme of the entire Trinkill album. Hashtag motherfucker. <laughs> it's like a it's like the Samuel L. Jackson of Pantera. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Nobody else writes riffs like that. No. That's what I'm saying. It's just busy. So cool about Vantage. Busy, but Oh, 
Junk at the time. more angry can you get how much heavier can you go i don't know it's pretty fucking heavy isn't it i think i think we can all agree floods especially on the trinko record i think floods was kind of that song that had all the elements yeah yeah it had the melody it had the vibe it had kind of the textural textural is not the right word visual kind of component well you know what i mean because it was written i think there was a time in texas i think where there was a lot of Flooding. There was some hurricanes that year. It's the name of the song, Floods. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the brain on Brad. <laughs> but it, it had this kind of... Brain on Brad. You know how sometimes there's songs... We talked about this before, like with shit, like Galaxy. 70s style. Mm-hmm. How there's like a certain visual yeah. component to it. Yep, yep. Floods, to me, was kind of like that. Where it's like any any moment of that song, like with the art of shredding, it's fucking brilliant. As our friends in the UK might say on a regular basis... An over-chorused intro Yeah And it added a little to the creepy factor some point soon so yeah we don't want to spoil the the goodness i gotta say for the live one that that extra you know because they did two extra studio tracks on the um official 101 live yeah which is killer yeah where you come from that's definitely one of those like pantera headphone moments kind of like with domination yeah the left and right but the fucking riff and I think we've established it on this one, and I think we'll see it when we get into the dive on Trend Kill. The fucking riffs, man. Just Like you said, nobody writes riffs like that. I mean, in Thrash, there was a lot of like single-note riffs. I mean, Slayer did a lot of those. Yeah. There were other bands that did it. But there was something about the riffs with Pantera, especially with Dime. It was like 
there was enough heaviness and enough single notiness and enough grooviness and enough swing to it that it was like a. It wasn't just. Dun, 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 that was dun, different. Dun, 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 dun. No, there was yeah. definitely a shape to it. Yeah. It was it was kind of sexier than just like a you know sexy stick figure. It was like a stick figure Texas with curves. Blues in there. there yeah, was, there. I mean. Well, and even like Texas Swing, I mean, yeah. they just they can't help but have that in their kind DNA. Of ZZ top and, but know. it kind of it translates great to metal because thrash already has that kind of accelerated, anxious, hyper kind of feel to it, and then when you add a little bit of smooth to it, a little swing, yeah, it brings out those those changes, you know. And they just they were fucking masters of that. But that riff on where you come from is ridiculous. That's a good one. That's good. What did you guys think when the uh, Reinventing the Seal came out? I know we they recently had a 20th anniversary of that, and they re-released it with a remixed, remastered Possibly version. my favorite. You think? No, not favorite album. Let me finish. My favorite Pantera, or, or Dimebag riff, is Revolution Is My Name. Right? Really? The way it goes, at the beginning, where it's going back and forth. Like the donkey riff kind of thing? Oh, that? Yeah, and the way the drums switch. The alternate? Yeah. Yeah, that's a that that one's a killer one. I love it. To me, they nailed it with the intro with Hellbound. Hellbound fit the formula in terms of how much more badass can we make our intro. Our intro, yeah. Because when they played, they played with Slayer in Atlanta years ago, which was a... I feel like that was my trip to Mecca. Yeah, see we talked Pantera about this and one. to see Slayer at the same show. Still they, a little sore about that. <laughs> they opened. <laughs> right. They opened with Hellbound, and when they opened with it, it was just like motherfucker because they had flames and shit. And that song is fucking badass. Where anyway, was it? it was at the Tabernacle. Oh God, no, oh. You just pissed me off. Oh. Oh. So oh. glorious, oh. really. I just, me and Hodges went. We had like a Here, Taco Bell intersection afterwards. <laughs> yeah. It was so fucking killer. If, if if any of you listening in Atlanta went to the uh, the Slayer Pantera show at the Tabernacle some years ago, please uh, correspond with us at metalnerdery at gmail dot com or ping us on the book on the Facebook. At Metal Are you guys Podcast. having a killer time? Yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's Napoleon Remastered by Bill Aiken.
<laughs> yeah, yeah. We've talked about that show before. Shall we hear? I didn't know it existed. And Shall we hear a little bit of the Hellbound and then the Revolution? Sure. Heck yeah! It's goddamn electric too. Mm. Oh yeah. By the way, this is what fire sounds like. See the flames just kind of intertwining with each other. Hellbound, Pantera, Reinvented Steel, 20th anniversary, go fucking buy it. Ish period. Yeah, Hellbound in Fort Worth, Texas. Which, by the way, not not to make light of it or anything like that, but for those of you, myself included, who've gone through lots of joyous times with narcotic painkillers, Hellbound is a very accurate description of what uh, withdrawal is like. So, in case you're curious, give that song a listen. Instead of trying to drug yeah. itself. Yeah, you want to know what yeah. drug abuse is like? Just listen to Hellbound and listen to the, read those lyrics. Hashtag read those fucking lyrics. Yeah. And be a part of the revolution is my name. It revolt anyway because nobody's your fucking supervisor. Yeah, this is possibly my favorite time. This whole That's thing. a total mule riff. That, that's Adam's name for it. He calls it the mule riff. goes into the what you're talking about. That's a killer intro though, right? It's yeah. just like it's angry as fuck. Single note pentramonic fucking Yeah. Because he's a wizard. Yeah. From now on. 
Far Beyond, kind of. It, okay, to me. Russell with yeah, the save. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was a little bit more like yeah. Far Beyond. Yeah. And, uh, Russell with the save, and also the prevention of me saying it was their black album. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. All right, we are we are pretty much at the end. There's one more little tidbit I wanted to throw out, unless the other gents have some suggestions. I mean, I've I've got tons, but I mean, we're already five hours in. Pretty deep in this one. Deep. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. 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 It's an Alex Trebek. Ooh. The only one I've got on my list is it makes them disappear just because from the intro to the when the riffs start, holy to the shitballs. Shall we uh, end on that note? Here it first. Makes them disappear. It was GFT. I was on the cover of Vulgar Display of Power years ago. <laughs> now I'm not on the cover, jumping through fire, on reinventing the steel. It makes my balls disappear. Laugh from them. <laughs> I love the helmet. Well, I mean, this is the heaviness Hello. factor. <laughs> well, when's when's the last time you ever heard a clean intro that was like tuned down? I, I think Russell feels kind of dirty. <laughs> Russell feels dirty. When's the last time you ever heard a, tu- a clean intro that was tuned down to like C sharp? Yeah. And you're fucking playing and you're just sitting there you're listening to it just like, what the fuck, man? It was almost like they... Here's what I think Reinventing the Steel was. Reinventing the Steel was taking sandpaper to Trinkill. Hmm. That's what it was. 
it was like a smoothed out trend kill. Trend kill was like with the splinters and all the knots hadn't been worked out. It was definitely not smooth and you're going to get some fucking, it's going to hurt. Reinventing the steel was like taking out the splinters. It's almost, it almost really fits in between. Far beyond. Right. And yeah. trend kill. Almost like I, I doing the so. reversing the sequence of the albums. So yeah. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're at the end of this journey. I think we're like five hours in now. I'm sure you guys have rolled like multiple bowls of your favorite relaxer, but. How do you roll a bowl? Um, that's code. So it sounds like we're just kidding about. Oh. <clears throat> wink, wink. Oh, nudge, nudge. About, you know, going out and cutting your yard and using the clippings. Well, that shit's legal now. I don't even it know anymore. Here, <laughs> I think it's getting to the point where it's like, you know, we're going to be the last fucking place on the planet to do it. You, you know? guys chop up and straighten out your favorite relaxer. Yeah. <laughs> after after all the old people die, then we can finally actually, okay, okay, can we can we have what Oregon has now? Can we? Can we finally fucking have it? Which we should have had all along. Sorry, another tangent. That's going to be another podcast. Anyway. Thank you for joining us. We love you. For Metal Nerdery's Memorable Moments of Metal with One Dime Bag Daryl. We hail, we thank you, and RIP. Until the next. Until the next. Later. Nerd out. Check out the picture and read those lyrics. That was a good one. And headphones. Boys got some good hair. I cannot look at that. If anybody looks at this fucking picture and does not laugh, you don't have a fucking soul. It's like uh, Yosemite Sam. <laughs> it's perfect. It's Time is the Yosemite Sam of metal. You ever seen <laughs> the chicken with a big old pumpkin? Uh, that is fucking awesome. Hey, this is Matt from Metal Nerdery. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Like us, share us with a friend. We are at Metal Nerdery Podcast. That is at Metal Nerdery Podcast. You can follow along with the show on metalnerdery.com slash podcast. Nerd. <laughs>